Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uber just announced that you can now have drivers deliver your return packages to the post office, FedEx, or UPS. That makes sense. At night, they drive drunk people, and in the morning, they drive the stuff that the drunk people order. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Perfect. That is pretty good. <laughs> That's handy. That's my least favorite part of the modern economy ordering stuff. It's great that Amazon really paved the way for this. You can return anything anytime and we make it easy. We got the label. I still find it difficult to like, I got to get it in the package and put the label on and then I got to get to the post office and I I just stand in line. Ah. I know. I, I did that for one of the first times in my adult life which is fairly pathetic. Often I'll just keep the stuff. Yep, I've got Leave all... it in the closet till I don't feel guilty anymore, then donate it. Yep, shirts that don't fit, yeah. shoes that don't fit, whatever. So finally I decided, all right, I'm going to be a grown-up. I can do this. I can do the whole process. I'm going to order both sizes of this kind of a slip-on shoe thing because it wasn't clear which one would fit me at all. Sure. Um, and and so I said, all right, I'm going to do what people saying and order the, the both sizes. Whichever one fits, great. I'll keep the other one I return. Well, I had noticed this is not Amazon. You have to pay for your own return shipping and do your own label and the rest of it. And so these, I think they're $40, no, like, no. slip-on relaxing shoes, $12 the... of shipping. No, well, it's already, it's not even close to it worth it. If you're going to factor to- what your time is worth... Gasoline and the shipping, not even close to worth it. You get a, they, they give them to Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Anyway, so much for adulthood. The article, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I, I should dig that back up and do it again on the air, because it changed the way I look at a lot of things. Great article. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. No, no, no. It was in the Dispatch. About uh, valuing your time. Oh, I remember that. It, yeah, was, it was, was fascinating. Great. It was a new way to look at your time. And if you look at it in terms of what would somebody have to pay you to go work for an hour on a Saturday afternoon... And then how many hours you give away for on, on crap Yeah, that you could yeah. get either either ignore or pay somebody to do for cheaper or whatever. Some of it is just a work ethic thing. I mean, I know that's what drives me. You know, I'm going to mow my own lawn. I'm going to ship my own packages. I'm going to do whatever, clean my own toilets. But if you actually break it down, like, would you go clean toilets for an hour on a Saturday afternoon for X? No. No, anybody who's had any success in life would say, no, I'm not going to work another hour on a Saturday afternoon for that amount of money. But you do it to yourself all the time. Right. Right. So it's kind of interesting. It flipped things on its head for me. I still have trouble doing that. But... Yeah, it feels a little fancy yep. if you grew up the way we did, you know, with the attitudes that were, you know, uh, imbued in us. Is that the right use of the term? I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, it is yeah. time for us to <laughs> oh do what we have been doing, and that time yeah. is every day. That time is every day. She's right. Which is a good lead into her being the next president of the United States. Katie, can you? Don't s- you threaten me. Katie, can you set up where this sound came from? This is new, and we want you to hear it first and not on the on the playground. What What, what is this, Katie? So Bill Maher has a podcast, and he interviewed Sage Steele, who used to be a host on ESPN. And she talked about interviewing Biden and how sad it okay. was. Okay, okay, fair enough. And we got uh, clips of that? Okay. Yeah, let's start with the first one. That seems like a good place to start. I was interviewing Biden. I don't like him. No. I think he's a terrible president. However... Forget that. The human aspect of what we're witnessing right now with him, to me, is heartbreaking and it's inexcusable Right. by the family. Interesting. What do you mean? So we're taping it, not live, um, for my live show. It was like, let's, let's tape this. And it is the President of the United States. Right. So I was okay taping. Usually, I hate taping. Of course, he has someone next to him and he, they keep a black curtain over the lens of the camera so you can't see him. Oh until the last second that you can hear and we're chit-chatting and protecting him but um so i could hear him and i heard him and he goes what 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 is this for because my mic's on everybody's listening in the control room wow and he's like who am i talking to wait what what what's her name i was going oh my god (laughs) um and then he's like he said sports center espn and they told me he goes oh okay yeah see i don't find that that shocking that part you know i'm not sure i followed that well, yeah, well that was just, he didn't know who he was doing a hit with. Yeah, well, yeah. Said, who am I talking to again? That happens all the freaking sure. time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, that was that was not a nothing burger, but it was a bit of an air sandwich. However, this next <laughs> clip will shock you. And so I'm trying to just fill time. And he said, you know, I used to play football. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, I, I, I know that. And so he started to tell football stories of his greatness. And I just was, again, I can't see him. You can see the curtain moving. And that was the theme of the stories, that he was great at football? At football. He was the hero in the story? And then he said, um, he said, and I had the best hands. And what do you say to that? Well, that's how he was able to wield his apology chain uh, so skillfully against uh, Corn Pop. Played against Red Grange. Now, there was a halfback, Jack. (laughs) 
That was literally the leather helmet era when he would have been playing, right? Uh, Might have been. He was born in 42. I know that because he's the same age as my mom. Pigskin? This were actually pigskin, probably? Well, no, so he was 18 and 60, so yeah, probably not. Or maybe, I don't know. No, you're right. You're probably right. All right, last clip. And then I said, oh, oh, so you were a receiver? And he started to explain it, and here's the saddest thing. He, his voice just trailed off. He said, I was good, and then he went silent, and he goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> No, you're laughing. I thought it was so sad because I realized that's why he was in his basement during the whole election cycle. Because even then, he couldn't finish his sentences. He struggled. And so forget about politics. I don't care. I didn't vote for him. However, that made me sad. Um, I I think I know what happened there. Probably he does this. he, He starts to think of a story. Sometimes he's able to stop himself where he realizes, oh, that's one of those stories I'm not supposed to tell because it isn't true, or that story has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Sometimes he catches himself, but not always. Yeah, I wonder. Or he just he can't remember what he was saying. Uh, you know, speaking of prowess in the world of sports, I was always pretty good in football and hockey. I was good at football until I realized I was slow, I can't jump, and I have small hands. Um, But in hockey, uh, some people can see patterns, and you can see where somebody's going to be when and where to put the puck. I was pretty decent at that. Not good enough to go anywhere with it. but And I think it's the same thing why I've been saying there's no chance this guy runs for president. I see where he's likely to be by early next summer. And there's just no chance that intersects with a successful presidential run. And and Democrats, the money raisers, the powers that be behind the scenes, they all know it. If the WAPO is publishing articles that say behind the scenes, they're expressing concern. Behind the scenes, they're panic-stricken. I've had nobody come forward to accept my uh, my proposition of a lavish wager on the question. All the big journalists... Say he's going to be the nominee. So are they lying? I don't know, because I know some of the people you're talking about, and they can they include really smart conservative yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. writers and editors. Yeah, I think a lot um, of I think a lot of people just get stuck into, um, you know what has what has always been always has to be with with all kinds of things. For instance, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts um, the other day, and they had taped it Tuesday morning. And at the end of it, I mean, these are some high-level, smarter-than-I'll-ever-be political journalists with decades of experience. And they went around, does Kevin McCarthy survive? I'm listening to this. Kevin McCarthy's already gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm listening to this podcast, they're taping it like an hour before he gets booted out. And they were unanimous in, yes, he survives. Right. It's just because we're into, we're into this weird, unprecedented world, and... and and so people just think the way things have been in the past, things are going to... No, nothing's the same as it used to be. There, is, there are no precedents that you should apply to anything now for politics, for economics, for all kinds of different things. Just it doesn't matter what used to be. Everything's different now. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think in the halls of power or status as it uh, relates to politics... There are cultural signals you get on what you can say and what you can't, even if you're like an oppositional figure. Um, And 
I just think the conventional wisdom is so strong that he's the incumbent. He's he says he's running. His people say he's running. I'm guffawing. I'm I'm the kid who's saying the emperor has no clothes. I th- I think you people are silly even thinking he's running. It's it's not going to happen. But you know, I, I absolutely admit I could be wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> running against Trump gives him a lot more of a chance because it will the the election will just be are you okay with trump or not that's what the election is just like it was last time they will hide biden in his basement even more than last time and exactly work like fiends to make that the entire question all right and you can get away with it with trump but if it was nikki haley running or something like that he can't just hide in the basement and make it a referendum on nikki haley or he's gonna lose like 40 states i agree 100 percent. so that's what changes the calculation but against trump he could he could not debate politi- he'd get political cover for that by I'm not going to uh, debate a guy with he didn't debate so I'm not going to debate or whatever he, he'll get, he'll be fine and he won't right. debate and he'll do a couple of softball interviews in which they pick the questions ahead of time and they give him whatever that shot is in his buttocks to make him alert enough and yeah he'll do what he did last time hide him from the public yeah, yeah. what a weird circumstance we're in they gave him a big fat shot in the ass and the trump era republican party is so screwed up and some people think it's because it's not trumpy enough some people think it's because it's too trumpy but man are they screwing up how'd that red wave go in the midterms how'd those georgia senate races go how's how's the house of representatives looking with your slim majority how smart are you being at at managing all that you know what i hadn't realized about uh, especially the matt gates uh, kevin mccarthy getting booted thing was how central steve bannon is to all of this he and i don't listen to his podcast but he's got a, a big podcast in which he has been forcefully advocating for booting out mccarthy and bringing on the chaos he said it himself. He's an agent of chaos. And Matt Gates is a real disciple of his. Um, and Nancy Mace, who the world of <clears throat> Steve Bannon had been condemning as a neocon and a liberal and the rest of it, when she voted for McCarthy, she was immediately invited, voted, I'm sorry, to boot out McCarthy. She was immediately invited, uh, invited onto Bannon's podcast where he interviewed her warmly, explained to all of her his followers how great and brave she was and how they should all contribute generously to her campaign because the rhinos were going to try to get rid of her for her courage. So she signed on. Wow. It ain't going to get less exciting uh, over the next year. No, I think it, it's getting weird, and it's getting weird fast. I uh, got a little Things thing. Getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Got a little thing about how hard it is to recruit teachers right now. Got a little thing about I already forgot it. Oh, the Nobel Prize uh, for science yesterday. It's kind of interesting. Uh, a bunch of other stuff that we can hit you with. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Taco Bell announced yesterday it will offer a so-called taco lover pass that allows customers to get a taco every day for one month for just $10. So if you love tacos, maybe try getting them somewhere other than Taco Bell. (laughs) Now, I've never had Taco Bell, as I've mentioned many times, but somebody told me the other day, you should talk that their tacos are great and your kids like tacos. Are their tacos great? I think they're good. They're fine. Yeah, it's solid. Okay. There's well, a reason there's a line at the, the drive-thru. It's it's decent, very inexpensive food. It is very inexpensive. It's like that Arby's, we have the meats. Ten roast beef sandwiches for one dollar. How are you doing this? <laughs> how, how is this so cheap? Well, mm. you'll get uh, my Jim Boy's taco out of my hand when you pry it out of my cold, dead hand because I ate too many Jim Boy's tacos. <laughs> okay, so that's like Togo's and Subway. Jim Boy's is Togo's here, and Taco Bell not, is Subway. Not a bad, not a bad comparison. Okay. Three scientists got the Nobel Prize in, in chemistry yesterday for de, for discovering or developing colorful quantum dots. What is that all about? Those are what make your QLED screens on your uh, TV and your computer monitors work, and a whole bunch of other different stuff. They say it's got. Uh, Medical benefits also, but anyway, so they're the ones to thank for that. So congratulations on your Nobel Prize. Finally, no more mundane quantum dots. <laughs> exactly. I like my quantum dots colorful, don't you know? And the Nobel Prize in literature was given out to some guy named Foss or Fossey. He's a Norwegian. Anyway, I was reading about his books. I didn't know the guy. Sounds flipping awesome. He converted to Catholicism and has written a number of books about that whole journey of uh, finding God and his religion and that sort of thing. Not the normal sort of thing I expect out of the Nobel cry crowd. So i got to admit, I'm a little surprised by that. I might look into that myself. <clears throat> hmm. And then this. Uh, the New York Times has got a story about how hard it is to recruit teachers right now. Jess- Jessica Gross writing in her latest column for the New York Times that teachers feel they can no longer hold students accountable academically or behaviorally because of pressure from snowplow parents and bad district policies. This is in the New York Times? Right. Ding and ding. That's absolutely true. She includes jarring testimonial from teachers who feel as though they cannot properly teach students who know that they cannot fail. Quoting her article in the New York Times now. Failure is a bad word and the kids know it. It takes way more work to hold a student accountable than to simply pass him slash her. Even if a kid does nothing all year, does nothing. Even if a kid does nothing all year, we are encouraged to find a way to pass him or her. And then, of course, when a student does not perform, parents often want to know what we're going to do about it, not what their child can do. 
Wow. We are at crisis stage when the New York Times is writing articles like that. And then you combine that with the lack of accountability for disruptive or even violent behavior in the classroom. Yeah, they get into that, the whole restorative justice and how uh, teachers are not finding any way. So you you can't do anything about the kids who disrupt the class and the kids that just don't aren't doing anything. You just don't turn in assignments. You just don't pay attention. They're encouraged to pass them at right. the end of the year. How, how could you possibly in any universe think you're doing that kid a favor? Well, and the really scary, maybe even depressing part of this is how many different aspects of our culture have to combine to have that result. You've got to have parents oh, yeah. who are encouraging this. And as, as the teacher said, they, they want to know what I'm going to do about it, not what their kid's going to do about it. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're right. It is. A how dare problem. you discipline, little Johnny? It is a problem on all ends. A Trump discussion worth having coming up? I really think it is. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden, I'm voting for Trump. Blacks for Trump, Latinos for Trump. United we stand and we standing with Trump. Dear white people, will you take our vote? Why the Democrats always try to steal our hope? I'd rather have a president with a mugshot than the president pedophile that we got. I'm sorry, Trump, I ain't vote for you last time. They was hating on you spreading lies last time. It made me relate when they hit you with the Rico. Now the whole hood screaming free Trumpito. Trump, how you get indicted before anybody on Epstein's list? Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president Saying that you racist, but I don't see no evidence Joe Biden, yeah, I'm voting for Trump Joe Biden, yeah, I'm voting for Trump I have no idea How many people have heard this song or... There's this little solo there, a bing bing solo I have no idea what the reach of that song is Just came across it the other day Right Blank Joe Biden, I'm a voting for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of kids who will find that song f- fantastic. <laughs> uh, 
The headline of the day is Biden is going to build some wall at the border. And make Matt Gates, Gates pay for it or something. I don't know. Just... Which is hilarious. <clears throat> and the other headline uh, to me is, I think Jim Jordan's going to be the Speaker of the House, and he is hardcore no money for Ukraine and will control you know what bills come up and all that different sort of stuff and have great influence on what gets funded and what doesn't. And that could be a major shift in our politics. So we'll, we will see. Yeah, even if funding continues at some level or in some form, it will be different. And I just saw Rand Paul, who's really hardcore on No More Money for Ukraine also. And the Senate's very, very tight. So we'll see. We'll see where this is going to go as an issue. Speaking of Trump, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with some of my favorite political thinkers. Seriously discussing, not in a joking way, but seriously discussing... Trump running from jail or being president from prison. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why is it ridiculous? Because the impracticality of a president, even a former president in jail, makes it impossible. He's got Secret Service protection for life. Now, some sort of house arrest okay, even if or something like that, I suppose, is conceivable. Well, even if it's that. If he's under house arrest in the limited well, area, well, it's not can... nearly as funny as talking about if he's running. Oh, but it'd still jail. be extraordinary. It'd still be extraordinary. The president oh, yeah. would be incarcerated and not free to go where he wants, mm-hmm. and people would have to have to come visit him in home jail. I mean, that's just well, it's extraordinary. Well, and what if? How the hell would that work? I was going to say, what if he like regularly had Trump lookalikes run out the back door of of, of the Mar-a-Lago, for instance? I don't know where he would be. Um, and and like have the limo go at top speed right to the side of Air Force One. And then the guy would jump out and say, "Fold ya," or what? Or what? <laughs> well, I mean, how would they deal with it if Trump said, "Yeah, I'm getting on Air Force One." As the president, I'm going to see old Macron in France. You're going to stop me? Then what? The federal marshals would call the Secret Service and tell them, don't let him go. How the hell would that work? Well, that's what everybody's wondering. There are some legitimate, practical situations that have not been thought through, and nobody knows where it would go. Would Would there be some sort of Supreme Court ruling that as the elected president... He needs to have the ability as part of his job to be able to come and go, and we'll oh, put him man, in jail. You talk about a controversial uh, decision. Good gracious, I'd say. Uh, but it seems practically true. I mean, if the American people decide, yeah, we're okay with this guy being president, um, well, then he's got to be able to do his job as president. So that the yes. Supreme Court says, well, well, you know, you throw him in jail after his four years, but he needs to be able to do his job now or something. Something like that would happen. Well, I suspect, yeah, something like that would have to happen because you can't punish the 340 million people of the United States and leave them with kind of half a president because allegedly he, you know, cooked the books on his hotel properties. Right. It just doesn't make any sense well, from a utilitarian point of view. I don't think he, he doesn't face jail time over that, but he, he could have to pay that $250 million fine or that's at least right. what they're asking yeah. for. Um, the the federal charges he'll pardon himself. The state charges he can't pardon himself for, but there is belief that the 
Supreme Court would write, rule that he is a f- elected to a federal office, the state penalty will have to wait until he's done with being president. Although I don't know what law they create out of thin air that allows that, but I'm sure there's some way they could make that happen. Because yeah, you don't want to, you would never want a situation as we get more polarized where a state could find a president guilty of something and they can't be president. Right? Sure. Yeah. Some of your wacky blue, wackiest blue states or most reddest of red states that don't want a Democrat president, you can't you can't be charged them, finding them guilty, and then they can't be president. Right. Yeah, I can easily envision a scenario where I don't know a, a liberal politician, you know, spend a little time in Idaho skiing or something like that, and some woman comes forward and accuses them of sexual assault, and they gin up a jury and convict them and say, "Yep, sorry, you don't have your president now." Right. Yes. Better, better run somebody else. Or the Veep's got the job now, but actually he was a little randy on his ski vacation, too, five years ago. So, yeah, it could get they call it lawfare and lawfare is becoming a bigger and bigger part of uh, politics. Lawfare is in like warfare, warfare through law. Oh, OK. Um, I've heard that term, but I didn't know that's what it meant. Like yeah. warfare with law. OK, well, that's going on all the time. Yeah, the, a bunch of. Uh, states attorneys generals is, uh, sent a letter because the D.C., the equivalent of the uh, attorney general of D.C. or whatever his position is within the city, was trying to sue company or prosecute companies that were based in other states for their sins in other states because they're politically tied to something or other. And a bunch of attorneys general got together and said, dude, this is a well-established legal precedent that you don't that you have to go over, go after people in the, the state where they're registered. You can't have, you know, 50 different people. This is open lawfare of the, uh, uh, who was uh, nasty, brutish, and short, uh, John Locke. Um, this is uh, Lockean warfare of all against all. we got to stop. I think that is a Thomas Hobbes quote, but we don't need to split hairs this. yes. Um, yes. There's also some belief that if Trump were convicted of a variety of things, some of your bluest states would pull that, whichever amendment it is, that says you can't run for president as an insurrectionist or something, and they would apply that. Well, he was found guilty, so he is technically not able to be president of the United States. So we are not going to, uh, you know, validate this slate of electors or however that would work. Think, think My overall point being, we haven't even come close, really, to dealing with all the realities that we might be faced with in the year 2024 on both sides. Because you got a guy who might not be mentally capable of being president. And, and uh, you know, every, just uh, it, there's... 24 could be the spiciest year since 1861. Yeah. I am not Steve Bannon. I am not an agent of chaos. Um, I think America ought to all get together and vote for whatever's going to be the calmest thing. And everybody just, everybody count to 10 slowly and cool off. I would say that that's sort of how they pitched Joe Biden as a return to normalcy and calm and working across the aisle. And then he got elected and. Started in with, you know, that's Jim Crow on steroids and all that kind of awful, awful nonsense that it was as divisive as anything could be. Right. Anybody to the right of AOC is an ultra mega extremist. Yeah. (sighs) Buckle up. Yeah, I know. I know.
<laughs> she don't she don't see Trump actually in prison, not in the orange shuffling with shackles on his feet. Again, really complicated to, to make that work. Eat, eating porridge out of a steel bowl. <sighs> Doing pull-ups in the yard, getting swole. <laughs> Tell you what, if, if DJ T with his bulk can do one pull-up, oh, I'd on. lose a bet. What? Come on. He's an eight, practically an 80-year-old fat man. <laughs> he is that. He is that. Oh, so one more political note. I was... Reading a little bit about the uh, very tempest in a tea potty controversy over uh, who Gavi Newsom appointed to fill out Diane Feinstein's term and then who's running. It's um, <clears throat> one gal whose name I can never remember. Then you got Barbara Lee, who's a, a, a black lady, and uh, Adam Schiff, who is a pencil necked uh, merchant of fraud and deceit. And uh, the thinnest neck I've ever seen. Yeah, and the uh, the the aforementioned uh, Barbara Lee is uh, making the claim that that clearly it, it must be a black woman, uh, as Gavin has uh, vowed that you know the temporary fill was a black woman, the permanent seat should be a black woman, which is racist and bizarre and illegal and morally indefensible. But she's seventy seven years old; she wants to run for her first oh, term I, I in the really... Senate as a seventy seven no, year old. No, that that's disqualifying right there. No, Can we I didn't stop re- this. I please. didn't realize she was that old. No, no, come on. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we do need to stop this. Absolutely. Uh, we will finish strong coming up. I'm thinking I might actually buy Powerball tickets this time around. I don't know why. I'm feeling the itch. Powerball. Talking about all the chaos we've got going on. My hedge against the chaos is going to be have a billion dollars. <laughs> Here's my pledge because I'm thinking about buying a ticket. Uh oh. If I win, I will peel you off $100 million. A hundred that, million? That is my pledge right here, because I'm I'm quitting, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, if I'm going to break up the band, I, I'm a f- reasonably moral character. I'm, I'm not going to leave everybody else, you know, in the lurch. I'm sure you could find some, you know, similar dip-ass to myself to continue the fight, but no, I'll carve you off a hundred mil. I just want you to make that same commitment to me. Okay. All right. I'm in. There you go. Powerball. It's a beautiful moment. I see some tears on cheeks. It's beautiful. <laughs> Hundred millions a chunk, man. Yeah, but if I'm winning one point six billion or whatever it is, right? Please, I'll never think of that hundred million again. Would you give me five hundred bucks? I, I, I'll take care of everybody, Michael. Yeah. I'll just say that you may miss me bitterly and my kindnesses and my. <laughs> and I don't think it <laughs> oh, would I'll stop now. But you you wouldn't suffer financially. I don't think it would be crass at all, Michael, to at this moment. Get it in writing while he's feeling generous and, no, and notarized with a lawyer present. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, oh, let's uh, finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump campaigned on um, build that wall. Are you willing to tear that wall down? No, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. So that was when Biden was running. If you haven't heard the news today, the Biden administration is going to start building the wall again. They're starting with 20 miles wall. I missed the other part of that. So she asked, are you going to tear down the wall, which is a pretty good question. And he dodged that by saying there wouldn't be another foot of walls, which is which obviously the implication is uh, the wall that's up is is a good idea and doing good. And yeah, I'm not tearing it down. I remember that quite vividly at the time. Yeah, that's exactly what we were saying. Well, wait a minute. If it's rotten and doesn't work and it's racist and all, it'd take a week to tear down miles and miles of wall. It's a lot easier to tear it down than to build it up, but he's not going to. That's kind of funny. And it turns out there's gonna they're going to build wall build wall. And so the text of the day goes to whoever texted I was against the wall before I was for the wall. You have to be of a certain age to remember that uh, slam on John Kerry from back in the day, but that is exactly what Joe Biden just did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Judy and I are trying to figure out uh, what our new uh, TV buzz is going to be, our new TV groove. We're sticking with only murders in the building. It's coming out every Tuesday, and uh, you like still that? enjoying that. Yeah, I, uh, we really enjoy it. This the third season was a little funky to start, but what the heck? Could kids something watch we enjoyed that? Could kids watch that or not? Uh, I'm thinking about it. Think junior high kid. <sighs> Maybe is my answer. Not okay. clearly yes, not clearly no. Okay. Um, it's it's a very amusing show. I like it. Some people don't, and that's fine. Uh, and we're kind of going back to Game of Thrones a little bit. We we keep hearing about four or five others that we really need to watch. Well. According to everybody who analyzes the entertainment uh, industry, peak TV is over. There is a new Hollywood coming, and it is not going to be pumping out brilliant, cinematic quality prestige show after prestige show. So did the math just change economically? Yeah, a handful of things um, uh went into this the labor pact writer struck with studios and streamers this week will likely accelerate the financial retrenchment already underway in hollywood uh writers won major concessions um hard won victories especially important given the hard financial realities of the entertainment business i'm quoting now from the wall street journal uh, a combination of debt laden mergers Mounting losses in streaming and the fast-shrinking cable TV bundle has led a push on Wall Street for entertainment companies to rein in spending. Wow, we so talk- <clears throat> that might have actually been a golden age we'll look back on with just movie quality, special effects and everything like that that we could count on? 
Yeah, I, I remember uh, the, the very basic and easy to understand analysis uh, several months ago was that Wall Street was rewarding investors, really, stock prices, et cetera, were rewarding uh, streaming services for growth. Even if they weren't profitable, they were clearly the up-and-comer, so people wanted to invest in them. But they were losing money. And after a while, Wall Street just said, investors just said, wow, you guys are growing like crazy, and or, wow, your growth is slowed, and you're still losing money. You need to show us a profit, or we're going to abandon your stocks. Uh, the streamers will have to find a way to pay increased talent costs from the writers, directors, actors, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, without adding to their overall costs. That will likely mean the companies will make fewer new shows and cancel even more that are on the bubble. In effect, many people in Hollywood will get better pay as the result of the deal, but the contraction spending means there will be far less work to go around. That was a golden era when you had Better Call Saul and Game of Thrones and all those different kinds of shows on at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I say final. You say thoughts. Final. Thoughts. Final. Thoughts. Final. Thoughts. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Our technical director, Michelangelo, is there in the control room, refer- which we uh, refer to as his cage. Uh, Michael, final thought from your cage? Yeah, kind of a food recommendation. Uh, Costco has a new roast beef sandwich that I tried yesterday. What now? Yeah, great roast beef sandwiches. You could split it with two people. It's big enough. But you ordered there? Yeah, at the like food court. Up where you get the, the pizza and the hot oh, dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to try it. They also got strawberry ice cream now, too. I'm on that today. Yeah. Wow, three choices. It's getting too confusing. Katie, uh, final thought? Uh, right now, currently watching the new season of Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. Ah. If you're looking for <laughs> new television. I, I love him. So what's a common, like, Kitchen Nightmare? Oh, just... Not clean oh, refrigerator okay. walk-ins, oh, or, a, okay. or a tiger gets loose in the kitchen. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah. What does that say about me that I got so excited about Michael's restaurant recommendation of a roast beef sandwich at the Costco food court? Yeah, you're a simple man. Uh, I am simple mates. I am old simple Jack. I really am. Someday I'll tell the tale of the incredible difficulty of connecting with a certain healthcare provider and then bringing in the third party of the pharmacy to get the simplest, simplest of transactions done. Oh my God. It involves the fix being in, phones not being answered. It's unbelievable. If I won the lottery, one of the top things I would enjoy, not a fancy car or travel, not having to do stuff like that is what I would appreciate about being ungodly wealthy more than anything. I would hire a physician. I would pay him well into six figures. You are my doctor. You can do whatever you want until I call. And when I call, you're going to take care of my medical needs. That's it. It hurts when I do this. Then don't do that. Excellent. Thank you, doctor. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. We will see you tomorrow with all the latest God Bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Point of personal privilege. That didn't make a lot of sense. I just didn't. Are you sh- It's a little too much docky dog. Uh, okay. So let's go out with a bang. Uh, shoot, damn. I'm a woman now. I'm a woman. Did you hear that, God? You are not a fetching broad. That was a little, uh, blunt. I feel pretty. Well, good. Everyone should. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.